0: Yes, it's time to move on to the next topic that we have on today's agenda. The report is that the Seattle Seahawks would sign Baker Mayfield if the Browns opt to cut him. Would that be a smart move for the Hawks? Whoever want to take this stab at this first can go right ahead. Uh, I'll go go first. I think that'll be a great move for the Hawks. I think they'll get a quarterback that
1: they need because Drew Locke is not the quarterback that they need. That's just plain and simple. I think Baker Mayfield is a quarterback that could work well with that Seahawks offense. We're talking about a team that has um Tyler Lockett. You got DK Metcalf. You got Noah Vaughn at the tight end. You have Carson at the running back. I believe you have... I'm missing the other... I keep forgetting the last running back's name on that team. They have two running backs. Carson. You Chris got Carson. And... Rashad Penny. Rashard Penny. Penny. I keep forgetting... I don't know. I always, I always think Brad Penny, the pitcher. But I, I, I forget. I don't know why I keep saying Brad Penny. I don't know why. Rashad Penny, running back. The only thing you're missing is a good um, offensive line that he had on, on Cleveland the last couple of seasons. But you talk about a very high explosive offense that has a lot of weapons. I think Bacon Mayfield would be a good um, place to put him over there in a Pete Carroll system. So I think Bacon Mayfield could benefit with a new system in a new arena. Um, you know, Seattle is loud. You know, they cheer for their fans. I think Bacon Mayfield having that kind of love and support from all those fans when he's playing well in Seattle will be something you could really
0: utilize right now. So I like Baker Mayfield in Seattle. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and flat out disagree right off the gate. They should not bring in Baker Mayfield. No, 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 no. They don't want to do that. Um, I want to start off by saying this. Going off track just a little bit here, staying on Baker Mayfield here. I just find it really um, despicable that a lot of people just all of a sudden Feeling sorry for Baker Mayfield because Sean Watson came around. Like, it had it coming, bro. Like, Baker Mayfield had it coming this whole entire time. And, yes, he's hated. But Deshaun Watson get over there, and he's the most loved. Stop it, please. I mean, come on, the guys immature. All right, before Deshaun Watson, thanks for the thumbs up, Dino. I see you. I mean, Deshaun Watson comes over there, and before he even get over there, they didn't even make the transaction yet. He goes on Twitter. Talking about oh I appreciate my time. That's childish behavior. He's acting like a straight up bot right now on social media. We're doing that, bro. Like come on, the guy is so immature, and that's why right now, as of this time, as of July or June, excuse me, I'm in a whole another month. As of June sixth, twenty twenty-two, two eleven, this guy right now is in um Cleveland still. And he hasn't got traded because nobody want to take on that responsibility. There's something called um, having a personality um, that you're trying to bring into the locker room. That's a real thing, because if you're not guaranteed to be a starter, then they won't bring certain teams, won't bring certain personalities in their locker room. Like you would have to be a starter for sure. and You have to be a good quarterback. Then they take the flyer on you. But remember, Cam Newton, let's go to Cam Newton for a second. Polarizing figure, right? Different reasoning from Baker Mayfield, but still a polarizing figure in your locker room, right? Bill Belichick, he was on the Patriots. He didn't even win the job, right? He lost to Mac Jones. Bill Belichick cut him. I don't even want you being a backup on my team because I don't want the distractions. He could have been a backup to Mac Jones. Nah, you too polarizing to be a backup. Get out of here. Go bomb, right? We seen it with him. Obviously, Colin Kaepernick, polarizing guy for whatever reasons. Team don't want that. They're like, listen, bro. Like, I, I get it. Black Power and all that, but, bro, you're bringing a whole lot of um, media over here that I don't want, so I'm not going to take a fly on you either. Okay, well, what makes you think I want to bring in a guy in Baker Mayfield who's immature, who doesn't get along with his teammates, called out his teammates, and he's not even guaranteed to win the job? I would have to assess my quarterbacks right now. Right now it's OTAs. I got to assess, assess how my guy um, Drew Locke looks. And Geno Smith, shout out to Geno, right? Getting punching him out. I'm pretty sure Baker Mayfield go over there. He might punch him in the mouth. I mean, listen, you don't want that guy in your locker room, bro. That's what I'm trying to tell you right now, Zay. You don't want that guy in your locker room. But look, I would say this: if you look at Drew Locke right now, and he hasn't shown you uh, any brilliance or any like, um, how can I say, any glimmer of success, then possibly you'll make that move. But he would have to be awful. And OTAs, mind you, to for you to make that call. And in that instance, and maybe you do make that call. But right now, if Drew Locke is any good, we all know he has a strong arm. We all know he can make all the throws he want to make. And actually, he's a good play-action quarterback, too. Totally different play-action quarterback, um, Drew Locke is. So he didn't have the benefit of doing that in Denver. He will have the benefit of doing that in Seattle. So with that being said, I'm going to do the yellow. See you tomorrow. I'm not making that move. For Baker Mayfield. Leo Stradamus on the mic.
2: Good night. I got to agree here with Leo Stradamus. Uh, Baker Mayfield is not the move for Seattle. You do not want that distraction. Even coming out from Oklahoma, I don't care that he won the Heisman. I thought that Baker was a good college quarterback in the Big 12. Because all good quarterbacks are in the Big 12. Because the Big 12 is not a defensive conference in college football. You know, they don't play in the, the SEC. You know, Baker... Uh, Jalen Hurts, they don't, well, Jalen Hurts did, but Baker Mayfield don't play in the SEC. He doesn't know that real SEC defense. He played in the Big 12, and that's why he looked, he looked better than he actually did. Don't forget
0: Jalen Hurts. I'm glad you brought up Jalen Hurts, because I'm about to give you a nice grand assist for your dunk, bro. Um, Jalen Hurts, first year, SEC,
2: looked like a pedestrian quarterback, goes over to the Big 12, transfer to Oklahoma, Heisman candidate. In the Heisman conversation. Yes, Exactly. And that's what I've been telling you. If you play in the SEC and you dominate the SEC, you're probably going to be a good quarterback in the NFL because you play in the toughest league in college football by far. And Baker Mayfield didn't have that battle tested in college football. You know, he played against Georgia in the Rose Bowl, and then what happened? He got his butt kicked by Georgia in the Rose Bowl. I mean, it was, it was a good game. It went back and forth high scoring, but, you know, I thought Georgia was going to win that. But anyways, uh, him transitioning to the NFL – I never thought he was going to be anything, like, too special. I thought him getting picked number one. Who did he get picked uh, number one over that year? I think it was Josh Allen and Patrick it Mahomes. Josh Allen.
0: No, nah, I think Patrick Mahomes was a, a year before it, him. It was
2: Josh Allen. It was Josh Allen. It was Daniel Jones. Yeah, all them guys over there. Yep. It, like, I, Josh Allen, you look at Josh Allen's tape coming out of college, and you see his natural throwing ability and his athleticism and his the, his throw power you see that like you can't teach that that's all natural you can teach you know all right this is how you be more accurate you know this is how you run this offense this is what we want to do with you you can teach that but you can't teach that natural ability and when you look at baker like what is baker's really go-to ability that he has is he a, a game manager can he throw far is he accurate i see none of the above i always thought baker was overrated and um I don't really feel sorry for this whole, you know, old Baker's the bench. He's a backup quarterback now to Deshaun Watson. Well, guess what? Deshaun Watson's better than you, okay? <laughs> you may have civil problems right now, but he's a better quarterback than you are, right? He, he won a national championship against Alabama. You know, Deshaun Watson's been a great NFL quarterback, and you know, now he's got all these problems, but he's still better. If we're talking on the field, he's way better than you are. So if I'm Cleveland and, he, he's, you know, this uh the criminal charges get dropped – he's yeah, still got the civil stuff going on, but if I'm Cleveland, I'm like, hmm, this is an upgrade for us. We just got a Amari Cooper in the offseason. So now we want a good quarterback that can throw him the ball. Why not go out and get the Sean Watson since the Texans are going to, since he don't want to play in Houston and the the Texans don't want to keep him. So why not go and get him? And you look at that's a significant upgrade over Baker Mayfield in a tough AFC that features loads of quarterbacks. Now, nothing that we have probably ever seen before. And, You know, I just don't feel sorry for Baker, and I think it's the wrong move for Seattle to go out and get him because Baker's just not that guy. He's he's got more commercials than he does wins, for crying out loud, as a quarterback. You know, I always see him on these progressive commercials, but he's not on the field winning. You know, I'm tired of all these people who aren't winners on these damn commercials. What happens to the days of Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, all these guys, Tom Brady, they're all on commercials because they're winners. I'm tired of seeing losers on commercials. Go out and win before we put you on a Dagum commercial. So I think it's the wrong move for Seattle, all in all. And, um, yeah, Baker's just not that guy.
0: Excellent take, brother. Oh, ahead, yeah. so of course, of course, it's an
1: excellent take because he agrees with you, right? Listen, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say this, right? I'm going to say this because I think it's, it gets unstucked under the rug that there's a guy that people said wasn't a, a quarterback, a guy who wasn't a starting quarterback in the league, that he benefited off his team, having a great defense, having a great running game, that this guy, there's no way that he is the franchise quarterback for this team. There's no way he's an MVP in this league. There's no way, not MVP. There's no way he, he could be a Super Bowl champion in this league. There's no way that he's... Um, any quarterback could be in that position and, and succeed. You know who that quarterback was? Russell Wilson. They said that in his first three years, four, small years in the league, when Marshall and Lynch was running the ball up and down the field. They said that Mar- um, um, Russell Wilson benefited off his team having a great defense, having a great run game. He can't throw the football. He only, he only throws 20 touchdowns a, a season. What kind of quarterback is that? They said all these things about Russell Wilson, and now look how he is now. Now look at the, the, the level of production he's doing because he developed under a great system, under a great scheme of things, under a great environment, which was the Seattle Seahawks for a particular time, for a long, a long period of time in his career. You talk about the Cleveland Browns. Um, Baker Mayfield had, what, three, four coaches in, in, in his career so far? That's ridiculous. And he
0: had Freddie Kitchens. He had someone before Freddie Kitchens. Uh, no, it, was, it, it was Freddie Kitchens, and then it was um, Kevin Scafancy, so two. Wasn't there um,
1: Wasn't there another one when he was the yeah.
0: um? When they had um? Hard knocks. Didn't they have a? a, a, a wasn't he? May, I could look that up real quick, but was I think it was Freddie Jackson.
2: Kitchen. Or was that any? Early?
0: There you go. There you go. I was wrong. It was Hugh Jackson. I think he was there. You are right? Hugh Jackson. He had three coaches, right? None of them,
1: and because we could, we could to all test none of them are offensive-minded coaches. None of them are QB gurus. None of them has developed a, a good quarterback under their system. So we look at what, what the heck was happening over there. Baker Mayfield couldn't develop. He had to really develop his damn self. He had to go into the, the, the training room and practice everything he needs to learn. Now, has- when we look about the running game, they had a fantastic running game. And even when Patrick Mahomes, and I keep pointing to this, when Patrick Mahomes went down, what defense Stefanski do? Let's run the ball more. Let's take time with the clock. Let's go down three. three. Down. <laughs> they went three out. How many times? And let the Chiefs win that game. Ridiculous, Right. Baker Mayfield has not been in a system where he's able to thrive. Cleveland is a dumpster fire. There's nothing about Cleveland. Look at when they got Jarvis Landry. Look what they got. OBJ. Who is the best positional player the Browns had that has thrived? Nick Chubb, arguably, the last three, four years. You could say someone else. I, I don't really know who it is. It's Nick Chubb, arguably. There's nobody else on that team that's thrived on the Cleveland Browns. So when you talk about Baker Mayfield is not the guy, that's not the case. He has been bad coaching. The guys do not know what they're doing over there on offense. They're not passing coaches. There's nobody in who if you can name me a Cleveland quarterback who has thrived in the last 20 seasons in Cleveland. Like you, you can't even name him. Baker Mayfield has arguably been, arguably been the best quarterback in Cleveland the last 20 seasons. That's how bad this team is. But Baker Mayfield has an opportunity. He's still young. He could go under Pete Carroll and Pete Carroll has already shown us he could craft an offense so any quarterback can look good. Look at Gino. He made Gino look great, right? He made Gino look fantastic. Russell Wilson got tied up Patrick Pete Carroll system because he was outgrowing it. You all understand that. Russell Wilson needs to leave so he can really show what he's made of. We get all that. Baker Mayfield could thrive under Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll is a historian of the game. He knows the game inside and out, and needs in a, in a quarterback who is thirsty for the game, who's er- not arrogant, but is confident in himself. He knows he can make the plays. He knows he's a quarterback in his league and can start and. Baker Mayfield needs them. It's a marriage meeting to happen. They need it. Let him make it happen. Why not?
2: Let oh, me let me count a real quick real before I pass you the mic. No, so Baker Mayfield had almost the QB QB's dream with all the weapons he had uh, a few years ago. When he had Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, David Njoku, Jarvis Landry, uh, OBJ, Peoples Jones. Like that's a fire offense right there. And the fact that you look at the clips that OBJ's dad posted, and yeah, it's so people are thinking like, oh, it's OBJ's dad, it's gonna be biased. When he posted the clips of him in Cleveland and Baker just missing uh wide open throws to OBJ, uh not looking at him when OBJ's you know 20 yards open downfield and all this stuff, it's like, man, like is it like obviously I agree, like it is the Browns and the organization because they're not a successful organization but like you're thinking like "Hmm, what if you gave obj like a pretty good quarterback maybe he would be you know more successful sure enough they cut him mid-season he goes to the rams and he's a vital part of their super bowl run because he had a competent matthew stafford throwing him the ball so when i look at that i'm like wow like that really is on baker because he's not making the right plays and he's not making the right reads he's not getting the ball to these guys that are good great playmakers like as obj guy like he's a great playmaker He's going to get open for you. He's going to catch the rock. He's one of the best uh, spectacular catchers in the league. You know, all these crazy catches that he does. And it's like, you look at that, and it's like, that's on Baker right there. That's not, that's less so on the Browns. Because the Browns put a lot of weapons around him. At the end of the day, he, as the quarterback, as a leader of the offense, he has to be able to make those plays at the end of the day, and he doesn't.
0: Yeah, I think, look, you know, I think when you look at the whole Baker Mayfield dynamic in Cleveland, let's look at it like this. Old uh, Beckham Jr. won out of Cleveland, okay, and his dad posted that video. He gets let go. Now, also, Beckham Mayfield is no longer going to be the quarterback. Now he wants to come back and is opening the door to come back. And the Browns are opening the door for him to come back. So that tells you all you need to know. We got with of the middleman. And Bacon Mayfield, now guys want to come back to Cleveland. Nobody wanted to go to Cleveland when Bacon Mayfield was a quarterback. Now that the Sean Watson is there, even with 24 now accusers, they still want to go over there. All right, and and that just tells me all I need to know. Guys don't want to play for Baker Mayfield. You could have Nick Chubb come out and and, and act like there's a funeral and say, well, he's going to have another job somewhere. Yeah, okay, but you didn't want him to be your quarterback, and you know damn well you're happy right now that Deshaun Watson is behind center, and they feel that they have a better chance to win, and guess what? They're not lying.
1: Let me just get a more centered take around this Baker Mayfield thing. (laughs) Let me get a more centered take. I was a little erratic. Let me me get a more centered take, right? Um, when we talk about um Odell Beckham Jr., you know, he had issues in the Giants organization who we didn't realize was dysfunctional until after he left. And then we started to really see the microcosm of what was going on in that New York um front office. Right. It was crazy. It was bad. You know, when OBJ was there, we were saying, OK, OB, you're, uh, OB you know, Odell, you are kind of bugging out. You know, this, this is a, a historically known franchise to be, you know, a front office that's supposed to be known, collective, They make the right moves or the right to make their team win at one point in time. When OBJ left, he's seen how dysfunctional that New York office was. Cool. He goes to Cleveland. We're thinking it going to be a new regime. We all knew Cleveland was never a great front office, but we saw Jarvis Landry over there. We saw Odell over there. Oh, they got making some moves, and then a little bit later down the line, they get Kareem Hunt along with Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield, Peoples. You saying, uh, uh, Mike Cosmo? Okay, this team could do something because the roster is so talented, similar to what the Minnesota Vikings have. Talent does not always win." You know why? Because the coaching scheme does not get the right guys to win the game. It can't be all blamed on Baker Mayfield because there was instances when Baker Mayfield was playing a part of this regime, was making sure it was the right plays and the right system. They went to the playoffs. They won a playoff game. When it was, all came down to it, when they needed to be aggressive and take over the game, the coaching decided to be conservative and not do what needed to be done. So now the next season happens. Injuries happen. Baker Mayfield playing hurt. Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham are not the guys they once were when we saw them in their prime or their peak. They're not them. Odell Beckham Jr. being like um, Dino said, Odell Beckham Jr. having a great time over there in the Rams was because Cooper Cup was so unstoppable. You had to let everyone else go. Odell Beckham, if he was the number one guy in the Rams, they would have not have gone that far. Because you have to put so much attention on Cooper Cup, of course Odell Beckham could light up the fourth, um, uh, the fourth depth chart cornerback on an opposing team of course it'll light him up Odell Beckham's not a bum but he's not a number one he's not a number two probably he had to go against one of the worst cornerbacks so he could light them up that's what Odell Beckham was doing great when he went down who was the other um receiver that um it was it was Cooper Cup there was another receiver that was there Van Jefferson Van Jefferson Van Jefferson looks fantastic when he's next to Cooper Cup you know why? Cooper Cup is doing all the heavy work, all the eyes are on Cooper Cup. Van Jefferson was lining up the third quarterbacks, the third-depth quarterbacks. It looks fantastic. I'm saying all this to say Baker Mayfield needs a new home. He deserves another shot to be a starting quarterback. Now, Cleveland, he had a bad time. You all say the same thing with Jameis. Jameis had a bad time in Tampa. He needed a new home and showed what he could do on another team. He got, he got the New Orleans Saints. He won a starting job. Give Baker that opportunity. Go to Seattle. Now, I meant, you mentioned all the guys he was played with in Cleveland when they had a stacked roster. You go to Seattle, they have another stacked roster. You input Baker Mayfield <laughs> in a regime where they have passing plays designated to get these guys open, I guarantee Baker Mayfield is going to have a great showing in Seattle
0: in the NFC opposed to being with Cleveland. I think it's going to be a better situation for him. Just deactivate the Instagram, bro. That's what he needs to do. Forget about the new home, just deactivate the social media and shut your mouth and play football. That's all he needs off the to do and get off of the daggone on TV. I right? just read a book, bro. But look, Zay, I'll give you your props. You you had a late surge there, okay. I'll give you your style points for that. Cool, but at the end of the day, I'm not blaming this season on injuries. Right? I seen Baker Mayfield miss wide open out routes. If, if that injuries are making you miss wide open out routes, then you shouldn't even be on a daggone football field to begin with. All right? I appreciate, all. Oh, I'm trying to play hard. No, he's trying to play hard because he won that contract. He wanted that money. That's why he wanted to play And because uh, he knew he had a lot to prove. He should have been playing if that was the case. But at the end of the day, the Browns show you, even without Baker Mayfield, they can still win games off the backs, off the running backs, and the two-headed dragons. And my guy, Nick Chubb, win the dub. He ain't in the club, but he's that dude. And my guy, Kareem Hunt, that's going to go hunting. Ladies and gentlemen, I ain't fronting. That's the end of the topic. We'll be back after these brief messages. Ladies and gentlemen, I know y'all not getting tired of watching In The Huddle over and over again. So like and subscribe to the channel and receive these new notifications of new uploaded content that will be coming your way. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the rest of your day. I'm out. Peace.